At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Adam Burke, right here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Of course, conference tournament action galore going on right now. Adam, I look up. TPC Sawgrass, Kevin Kisner. This ain't no hobby. One of my favorite lines from him of all time. Uh, he is now tied up at the lead with uh, with uh, Tommy Fleetwood and company. So three atop at six under par on really difficult conditions right there. So again, my advice to the in-game wager, wait until this round is complete. Because I don't know how you can gauge it. If you've got to go out there and play today, it is at a disadvantage. And so what Kisner is doing is really impressive on a really difficult day out there on Saturday with those winds around 25 miles per hour. So my advice would be to wait, hold, and then see what the numbers look like after they complete at least, hopefully, the second round for a lot of these golfers today. A lot of these guys won't even finish the second round today. Uh, we look up in the SEC semis, and about 10 minutes to go here in the first half. Tennessee right now has doubled up the Cats. 18-9, to 9, we mentioned that maybe the, those numbers, points are starting to come down a little bit. So a quiet start for the Cats. Adam, let's just get your overall thoughts out there and your advice to people out there in the in-game market here. Do you wait until halftime? Or if you feel like, man, you get to a TV timeout and you expect Kentucky to come back, you see the live number here, Tennessee laying four and a half. Do you hop in or do you kind of wait until you get to halftime to get a firmer feel of how this tone and tenor of the game's going? 
Yeah, you know, it's tricky because there are a lot of factors that you need to weigh in a short period of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, look, in this game, for example, is Tennessee bricks another shot. <laughs> I mean, look, these two teams are 10 for 33 from the floor, 10 Ooh. for 34 from the floor now. You know, Tennessee is 4 for 8 from 3. Kentucky is 0 for 5. You know, so it's one of those things where you want to look at the box score and kind of see how things are going. See if there are areas of some positive or negative regression. Uh, something I know Todd Wishnev has talked about with Gil Alexander on a numbers game. and actually wrote about this over at vcin.com is kind of seeing what the pace of the game looks like. Yes. You know, there's a shortcut. There's a formula to see how many possessions have actually been played. And you kind of look at the pace because totals are generally set based on the pace. You know, so if a game is going slower or faster than expected, you can find some good in-game opportunities from a total standpoint. And I know you're looking here at this Michigan State and Purdue game. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, these two teams, 11 for 33 from the floor, two of 16 from three. Wow. That's probably not going to continue. So, you know, you can, you can kind of look for some in-game opportunities that way. Yeah, and again, uh, Oscar Deshibwe has already got a couple fouls for Kentucky here. So I was leaving the name for you. I didn't want to butcher it. So, uh, look, it, it's a good point, though, Adam, because you have to handicap it that way, right? So you're assuming with Deshibwe out, he, we're guessing we're not John Calipari, but he might sit for the rest of the half mm -hmm. unless this thing gets a little bit out of hand. So it's still 18 to 9, nine minutes to go there. So before you hop in on some of those in-game opportunities, know those situations out there. And right now it's a low pace she weighs out with two. Maybe it speeds up without that big man. You can't rim protect out there. Tennessee kind of having their way. So we'll see how this plays out. Again, we kind of advised you before that we thought some of these games might be uh, lower pace games here to begin. So far, those are, are finding their way. It does not mean that they'll continue that way uh, before you get to halftime. But again, right now, all Tennessee in that game, a tight one between uh, Michigan State with a couple of their injuries right now and Purdue. So we're seeing some lower scores out there. And right now, Dayton has got a small lead on Richmond. That game right now, 20 to 14. Uh, they are actually at a pretty good offensive clip here. Still about 10 minutes ago in the first half there. So uh, some food for thought before you get in there. Let's get to one game that is not tipped yet, and that would be Memphis against SMU. Memphis right now, about a four-and-a-half point favorite. Higher total here at about 142. To me, when I watch Memphis play, I see pros. Okay, not a lot of times, obviously, with some of these blue bloods, you do see pros out there. But you watch Memphis, and sometimes they're almost disconcerting because they are so athletic, but sometimes the sum of the parts does not equal the whole. What do you make of this Tigers team? And one, to you, to me, they're an NCAA tournament team. Do they have to beat SMU today just to lock that up? No, they're, they're definitely in. And they're also a team, too, that they're going to be very frustrating to try and figure out in this tournament. You know, I'm writing the 68 team previews for our visa tournament betting guide that comes out on Tuesday. And when I got to the Memphis one, mm. I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at all the metrics and there's so much to love. You know, I mean, they're, they're a top 30 team in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They're a team that shoots the three. Well, they're a team that defends the three. Well, they're a team that defends very, very well on the interior. They force a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of things to like about this team. The problem is, they also turn the ball over a ton. They're 352nd in the country in Division One games in turnover percentage on offense. So that's bottom five, basically. And then also, they don't defensive rebound well. All that athleticism, all that talent, they're a great offensive rebounding team and a terrible defensive rebounding team. So to me, that's a coaching issue. Yeah. That's a scenario where Penny Hardaway's team does not pay attention to the details of the game. They have the most talent of any team in the AAC. They have enough talent to make a deep tournament run, mm -hmm. but they don't pay attention to the details. So to me, I'd be looking for a spot in the tournament, whether I'm filling out a bracket or something else, where they run into a team that is well-coached, that does take care of their affairs in those little areas, takes care of the details. 
And look, I mean, they're talented, but talent doesn't always win. Yeah, discipline matters. And certainly in March, it's going to matter. So while I keep waiting, and I think Penny Hardaway has adjusted this team from the disaster that was the beginning of the year to where they are now, as you mentioned, this is a tournament team, and certainly they passed the eyeball test. Uh, SMU, on the other hand here, they need this game, right? This is one for them that when you're catching points, might that be the lean for you today, Adam, knowing what they know that, hey, if we get blown out by Memphis, maybe it doesn't look like a, a eye test one of the better 68 teams in the country. And oddly enough, this is kind of a microcosm of what I'm talking about with Memphis, where in every game they play pretty much, except for some of their non-conference games, they're the more, they're the more talented team in that mm-hmm. game, right? They lost to SMU twice, you know, and <laughs> SMU here is a bubble team. And Memphis is a team that they've dominated Houston twice. You know, they've stepped up in class and played pretty well in those games, but yet they've lost twice to SMU and SMU is, you know, they're a fine team. They're a good team offensively from three. They're good at defending the three. They're a quality defensive team overall, but they pay a little bit more attention to the details than Memphis does, mm-hmm. and that may end up ultimately being the difference. And if SMU gets this game today, you know, then you've got a really interesting question about where they kind of fall in terms of that play-in scenario that we were talking about earlier. Also, too, something to keep in mind here, and I, I'm not entirely sure how much it matters, but this tournament being held at Dickey's Arena down in Fort Worth, Texas, so SMU does have a clear home court advantage in this game, getting the four and a half. Yeah, no question about that. So that does matter this time of year. By the way, Purdue has stretched it a little bit over Sparty. They've got a five-point lead right now, 18 to 13. Dayton's got a four-point lead over Richmond, 20 to 16. So we'll keep those active numbers there for the live in-game wager. I did want to get to uh, what's going to happen today in the Big 12, and this should be a really good one when you look at Texas Tech against Kansas. Kansas taking a little bit of the money I've seen. That was around one. It's up to two that I'm seeing in in most places here. Look, these are two teams, depending on, on what you believe, that have Final Four capabilities about them. You think Texas Tech, you think defense. You think Kansas, you think, well, they can get up and down a little bit and, and maybe want to run a little bit more. That total right around 134.5. What style of game do you expect to see between Kansas and Texas Tech today? Yeah, I think that's really the question here, you know, because Kansas is a team that does like to push the tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're a top 80 team in tempo, whereas Texas Tech is a team, you know, well down there in the, in the 216, 215 range. So I think it's a really good question of, you know, what style of play does this game end up being played to? Because as we've talked about already, you know, we're seeing a lot of low scoring games here so far today in these conference championship games where, you know, look. If Kansas wins, they're a one seed. If Texas Tech wins, I think they're still on the two line. I don't think they get to a number one seed, even though everyone loves the Big 12 this year. But there is a little bit more incentive for Kansas, I think, just you know being that number one seed. But you know, look, in a conference championship game like this, you don't really handicap motivation. You handicap the matchup. Right. And I think, to your point, that's a really interesting thing to look at is if this game is played at Texas Tech's tempo, it's a better game for them. If Kansas can speed them up a little bit, you know, Kansas is the better of the two offensive teams, and really it's not all that close. So if they're able to play at the tempo that they want, that's something that benefits them. So, again, I think this is another one where the pregame line is very, very tight. You've mm-hmm. got two data points already. You've got all these regular season games. See how the first five minutes of this game goes. See how the first eight minutes of this game goes. You know, the under-12 timeout, is this one going up and down the court a little bit? that probably benefits Kansas in the long run. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And again, I think that's always interesting. You don't have to bet these things pre-flop. Wait a little bit to see how they play out, how they are being called as well. Because mm-hmm. if, if Kansas can run, probably going to play to the over. They're going to play tighter and more physical. That's going to help out Texas Tech's cause. Very quickly, Purdue's up 21, uh, 23-14 right now. Nine-point lead over Sparty. But I just saw, after a nice defensive stop, 
Purdue kid, a little bit, I'd say boisterous, gets teed up for just ah, in the face of Sparty. Let the kids play. Can they not yep. show any emotion at them? Are we always going to tee up guys now if they show the slightest bit of emotion in gamesmanship here? I mean, my goodness, it's an emotional game. I get it. They don't want things to get out of control. Boy, if you're an underbacker and you see, like, we play good defense and then you, you bail them out with a tee, that's got to drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the officials have, have way too much say in, in all of these games. And it, we could get into a debate about the block charge thing and, oh, and how many charges are just wrongly called. But it's really funny. <laughs> you know, you, you watch college basketball, right? And you see what's happening here in these games. Then you watch college baseball. And the, the level of emotion in college baseball – it's endearing. It right. makes it fun to watch, you know, and, and not to say that college basketball is not fun to watch, but I mean, come on. They, these are they're 20 year old kids. Let them go. Let them go. 25, 14 right let, now. Let the professionals go for that. Man. Yeah. If someone, if someone hits a tank and wants to bat flip to the moon, I don't care. If, if you're a pitcher and you get upset about it, throw a better pitch. And to agree uh, tw- 12 to one run right, right now for boiler up. So Purdue taking control of that one, Tennessee still holding on 21, 14, six minutes ago there. Before halftime, we are in the second half with Houston. They've got a six-point lead over Tulane. And Dayton and Richmond, good pace here. Dayton right now, the Flyers up 26-21 with about four and a half minutes to go there. So some in-game opportunities will get you updated on those numbers. And when we come back, we're also going to take a look at some games that have not tipped yet. Uh, San Diego State and Boise State. And how about Creighton and Villanova in the Big East? Yeah, it should be a pretty good one at Madison Square Garden. We'll break down those numbers and see if we have any leans there. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails in our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the NCAA tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They've got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Dave Ross, alongside Adam Burke, this is Betting Across America right here from VEASAN. We are here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And again, I look up, I see Kevin Kisner tied with Tom Hoagie and uh, Tommy Fleetwood at six under par. Kiz has got the round of the day going two under right now to tie for that lead. And also Bubba Watson making a name for himself again, three under so far in his round. He's two under par for the tournament, four off the lead. But win players, you got to like win players today because it is gusting. And if you can manipulate that win out there at TPC Sawgrass, you got a shot to make up a lot of ground on that field today. So that is the key there. We did want to get back to college basketball here, Adam, and it's very interesting right now. By the way, Tennessee has got a five-point lead over Kentucky, 23-18, with about five minutes to go in regulation there. And Dayton has pulled away a little bit, 10-point lead right now over Richmond with three minutes to go before halftime there. Steve Mackinnon, who does a great job as well, as you know, uh, VEASAN.com, he's got some interesting numbers. And I wonder how they correlate for you when we look at some of these uh, big-time matchups today. Let's start off with the Pac-12 in the final between Arizona and UCLA. And again, uh, you know, we're talking about most bet tournaments right now. We're seeing the Pac-12, a lot of volume on this one. You can understand why out here in the desert. Favorites of four and a half points or fewer, and that's where we would find Arizona tonight, are 22-8-1 ATS, almost a 74% clip over the last eight years. So it looks like the number would back the Wildcats. Yeah, I'll be down at this one tonight. So we'll see what I decide to play on this game before uh, before it actually tips off. But <laughs> you know, I think when you look at a trend like this, you know, talking about small favorites here in these conference championship gear, in you know, basically th- this type of format here, we were in the conference tournament. You end up getting a little bit deeper. Usually, the higher seed will be the favorite here, and the higher seed will be a team that you know we just talked about with Memphis. The opposite, they pay attention to the details. You right. know, they're usually a good free throw shooting team. So that's how you wind up winning a regular season. You know, conference championship is by making free throws, by finishing off games that you have a lead in late, stuff like that. So I think it makes sense that the favorites do pretty well here in this scenario. With that being said, I, I like the dog tonight really? in, in UCLA. I, I think, you know, when you look at Arizona, the Kirk Risa injury is something that I think could kind of rear its ugly head here in a game against UCLA where they're very, very good defensively. UCLA, a team, you know, we talk about teams getting hot yeah. in the regular season. They look really good right now. And I'm not a huge fan of their offensive philosophy overall. I don't like how reliant they are on the mid-range jump shot, but they do it better than anybody else in the country, basically. And they're just they're in a zone right now where they're playing really well. And for Arizona, I think this is a game where you see the loss of a key player show up and they have to hope that he's healthy. They won't need him in the first round, but you know, maybe in that second round game. Yeah, what do you make of UCLA not 
uh, withstanding for tonight's game here against Arizona. But when you look big picture for a team that went to the Final Four a year ago, it took everybody by surprise. Now nobody is surprised when you see the talent that we all know that they, they had to make that run last year coming back this year. Are, are they another sleeper? You don't want to say sleeper if they win the back 12 Certainly that's going to put a lot of people on notice that they haven't been paying attention to West Coast basketball. Are they a, a team that's elite and possibly a Final Four team again? I think they are elite to a degree. Like I said, I really worry about their shot selection on offense, and, and it's something that could wind up catching up with them here. It didn't last year. Yeah. And, you know, we were supposed to have Simon Gersberg from shot quality on, but he had some travel issues. Mm -hmm. He's been pushed back to the next show. If he gets asked this question about UCLA, last year in the NCAA tournament, like teams missed open threes at an absurd rate against them. You know, I mean, they got very fortunate that a lot of opposition clean looks just didn't go down, and they made a very high rate of their mid-range jump shots. So last year's team maybe got a little bit fortunate. This year's team is better than last year's team. And also, too, they fit a very simple criteria that I know Gil Alexander talks about. If you want to be a national champion, you basically have to be top 25 in both adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. They're borderline top 15, and they are a top 10 team in the country. So from a metric standpoint, they fit the profile of an NCAA champion. Whether or not they do it, we'll have to wait and see. But I, this team, from a statistical standpoint, is absolutely poised to make a deep run. All right, very interesting. Should be a great game against Arizona, and you'll be there to see it up close and personal here in Las Vegas. Not up close, but personal. You'll, you'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, Mountain West, let's look at this one here. And again, Steve's numbers here, Steve McEnany, they're fascinating to me because, again, it shows here that favorites of five and a half points or fewer – are again almost 70% over 70% at 33 and 14 ATS, and that's since 2011. So, again, that would be good news if you want to back San Diego State as they're laying a small number two and a half against Boise State. The, the one thing I will say here, and, and Steve does a phenomenal job with Point Spread Weekly, with everything that he does here for us at VSIN. Personally, I'm not a trends guy. Yeah. I know it works for a lot of other people. It's not something that I necessarily factor into my handicap. And with a sample size of this magnitude here, going back to 2011, it doesn't really take into account the fact that the Mountain West used to be a one-bid league. Yeah. You know, it was not the same level of conference that it is right now, where you have a lot of interchangeable teams, a lot of teams that are very, very good at the top of this league. But I will say, this is a San Diego State team that I think ends up winning this conference tournament, wins this game today. They're just so stout defensively. They're very, very strong in that area. And offensively, they're not great, but they're great in one key area, and that's shooting the three. So I do think that this trend holds up tonight. I do think San Diego State wins, but that is something just as a general rule about looking at trends. Think about the sample size because the Mountain West in 2011 or 2012 has no bearing on the Mountain West in 2022. It's just a much stronger conference. Great point. We had Steve Mackinan on. Uh, Wes and I did earlier this week, and we were talking about the Big East in specifics. And this is one thing, again, as, a, as an old Big East guy in Madison Square Garden, Jonathan Von Tobel, the Mecca, you know, you look at it on a Saturday night here as you get the championship between Creighton and Villanova, and Steve's numbers always show that nine of the last 11 title games in the Big East have gone under the posted total, almost 82% clip. Now, I was waiting on this all week. So I was waiting for, like, a team that I know, like a Seton Hall or, you know, UConn or something like that. Well, neither one of those teams are there. And I look at, at Nova and Creighton and the offensive firepower they have, and a low total to me at 129, I couldn't wait to bet this trend until I saw the teams. What do you make of that number tonight and that trend? Normally, the legs get shot. It is Saturday night. Is It is New York City. How does that number play into what we might see between Creighton and Nova? 
Yeah, this is one, and again, I, I guess I should clarify this. I'm not completely against trends. I just think you have to apply a certain level of context sure. to them for them to you know really make sense. This one makes a ton of sense because Madison Square Garden is notorious for being an under arena for college basketball. It's just a tough shooting backdrop for whatever reason. We see it in the Big East tournament. Mm -hmm. We see it in the NIT. We see it with early season non-conference games that are played there. We see it when St. John's plays there. It's just a really good under venue. And now you talk about teams that get to the end of this Big East tournament, they're typically good defensively, mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is a conference that, you know, even back when it was UConn and Syracuse and Notre Dame and all those types of teams, it was still a very quality defensive conference. So this one makes a lot of sense to me. The one thing I will say here, generally speaking, I would have gone under in this game because Creighton is usually a jump shooting team. Creighton has completely changed this year. And I wish I would have bet them for this conference tournament for this reason. They're not as reliant on the three and on the long two as they used to be. They've become a much different team. They lost all five of their leading scorers from last year. They lost two assistant coaches, one to Purdue, actually. This is a different kind of Creighton team that's playing really good defense. And Greg McDermott has adapted really his offensive has. philosophy to this team. I like Creighton tonight. And honestly, the more I look at Creighton and kind of wonder about their tournament draw, the more I think they're kind of a dangerous team when we get to next week. I'm surprised they're getting six and a half, seven uh, market-wide here. It's a big here. number. It's a big number. I I'm with you. I actually like them tonight. Uh, six and a half you're seeing here at BetMGM. And that total has come down a little bit to 128 and a half from 129. So, again, uh, Steve's numbers make a lot of sense there. But, yeah, I kind of have a, a small lean towards Creighton as well tonight. I love this Villanova team. I think they're primed to make another deep run in the NCAA tournament. I don't know that Jay Wright winning two national championships gets enough credit uh, it is almost like he flies below the radar. But yet tonight, I kind of like Creighton. I am going to watch out for Villanova. I can't wait to see what their seed is. feel like they might be on a 2-3 line here, uh, somewhere in that vicinity, certainly. If they win tonight, it's going to help that cause. I think they're going to be dangerous. But you're right, Creighton has really flipped around how they play as well. So there could be very interesting teams in the big tournament. And one thing to mention about Villanova real quickly here, and, and again, you know, looking at box scores, looking at the importance of kind of examining results and all of that. Yesterday, Villanova won and obviously advanced to this game. And there was like a minute and a half left in the game. And Colin Gillespie had five points. Wow. Like, I mean, that's a guy who he stirs the drink. He makes everything run for that Villanova offense. And they won in spite of him having maybe one of the worst games of his collegiate career. So that is a pretty positive sign for Villanova. I think maybe not necessarily today where I think you and I both do like the Creighton side, mm -hmm. but going forward for Villanova to see that, even if Gillespie's not at his best, they still have enough to to wind up getting through. That is a really, really well-coached basketball team. Both of them, by the way, are very well-coached. Uh, Houston, by the way, 12-point lead right now over Tulane. The live number there, 16.5 for the Cougs. We're at, at halftime uh, in uh, Purdue and Michigan State. Purdue's got a 7-point lead, very low-scoring affair, 27-20. We'll try to get you some second-half numbers. When we come back, Austin Maka's going to join us. His takeaways was what he's seeing in the conference tournament and looking ahead to the big dance next week. Come on back. Betting Cross America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. College basketball, of course, is in full swing. So grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all of your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize for your day. 
with zero sugar. In an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and much more. There is a flavor literally for everyone. So get a 5-Hour Energy today. Dave Ross next to Adam Burke. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. We are at halftime between Kentucky and Tennessee. And Tennessee, 11-point lead at the break, 33-22. We're seeing now the adjusted total, 127.5 for the game. Tennessee, 7.5 here, so about 4.5 in that second half line. But, Adam, you think with Toshiba, Oscar really didn't play a whole lot after that second foul. Maybe this is the time to hop on Big Blue? Yeah, I think this is a good second half bet on Kentucky, and there's three and a halfs out there in the marketplace right now, and I think this is a good time to take that. Look, Kentucky was 0 for 8 from 3 in the first half. Toshiba, as you mentioned, you know, he picked up that second foul early. We hit on that during the broadcast here. About 11 and a half minutes or so left in the first half. He didn't get in the box score after that, so I'm not sure if he was on the floor or not, but if he was... No rebounds, no points, no assists, no anything for him. You've got to figure he'll come back out here to start the second half. That's something that should help Kentucky. And again, just natural positive regression for a team that was 8 for 29 from the floor and 0 for 8 from 3. Again, we tried to give you those numbers uh, before those tips. And uh, same thing with Purdue and Michigan State. Low-scoring affairs here, 27-20. Boiler up at the half. So again, that first half total, 47. Easily cashes those tickets for the underbetters there, despite that terrible technical foul for kids showing emotion. Uh, so we'll get into those games a little bit later on as well. It's a pleasure to welcome in Austin Mock. You can follow him on Twitter at amock419 from The Athletic. Austin, great to have you back in the program today. Uh, let's talk about some of the takeaways that you're seeing so far here uh, with the conference tournament starting to wrap up. Uh, what has been your biggest takeaway here before we get to Selection Sunday tomorrow? Yeah, so in in my opinion, I've been kind of thinking this and trending this way over the the last part of the season. Is I don't really know if any of these top teams are are that good. Mm. Um, you know, every it seems like everybody has a weakness. Like Auburn was kind of like, okay, if they win a couple games, they're probably going to be a one seed. They drop a game to Texas A and M. The teams in the Big Ten, you know, the top three seeds were struggling, and 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 the four seed didn't get through. So it, it's really just a tough thing for me to see, like. I think we're just going to get a lot of chaos in the tournament next week. I don't think a lot of these top teams are, are like unbeatable. I don't think anybody's just a sure fire, like final four team. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. And I think the conference tournaments uh, kind of confirmed my thinking there uh, over the last week. <clears throat> Austin, I'm kind of curious, you know, obviously we saw Texas A&M continue their run a very nice win over Arkansas here today. They'll take on the winner of this Kentucky Tennessee game tomorrow in the sec championship game. But you know, along with the Aggies and we've seen Indiana make a run here too. Which team has kind of surprised you the most or maybe given you reason to think differently about them here based on what they've done in the conference tournament? Yeah, probably A&M. Um, Indiana is like, if, if you look at all the public metric systems in my model, they're they're pretty squarely a top 30 team. Texas A&M was, was much further from that um, coming into the tournament. Obviously, they've made some jumps with their wins. But, you know, they had a bad streak. They lost, like, I think it was eight in a row in the SEC. I know the SEC has been very good this year. Uh, tough conference. But, I was really shocked by this. You know, they got by in overtime against Florida, uh, cl- the close win against Auburn, and they just blew the doors off Arkansas today. Um, they're they're definitely the more surprising one. Indiana's just like they've had some close game bad luck this year. Kind of had some good regression until today in the Big Ten tournament. But Texas A&M's definitely a team that that has surprised me. I'm less likely to think they're to make a run 
Um, I'm assuming they're in. I guess it's not for sure, but I think most people are, are thinking they're in now with their win today. Uh, but I, I have more confidence in Indiana making a run than Texas A&M. Austin, I'm very curious when you kind of model this out for next week, and obviously we'll figure out how the rest of these conference tournaments play out. But let's say Tennessee holds on and beats Kentucky and, and maybe pulls the upset and, and wins the SEC. Uh, would you then be more apt to fade them in, in the bigger dance next week? Kind of like, hey, man, they, they really surprised. They showed out in the SEC tournament. I don't know if they can keep that going because I'm old. I can remember when Syracuse, after they won the national championship in 2003, in 2004, they won the Big East tournament and then played Texas A&M as a five seed and lost that first round matchup against the 12. Is that something that the public can look at as a possible trend when they get to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it goes both ways. We've seen Duke win it a bunch of times and make runs. Um, it, it, we saw Illinois last year, right? They made their run. The Big Ten championship game went into overtime, and then they got upset by Loyal to Chicago in the second round. Um, so it, 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 I think it does factor in. Um, you know, you're coming off the big win. Maybe there's a – I don't think there's much of a letdown spot because it's the NCAA tournament. Like, this is what you're playing for uh, when you're in college, playing in college basketball. But um, I do think you could see a little bit of an overreaction to, like, oh, they're hot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this team's going to be this, – this team is going to roll into the NCAA tournament and keep playing the same way. We've seen teams not do that. We've seen teams look ugly in the conference tournaments and make runs. I, I can't put too much stock into it. Uh, but there are the the some runs where they're magical, kind of like uh, Kemba Walker in UConn. Obviously, they went the whole way. So I, I think it goes either way. I don't, I don't put too much stock into it. <clears throat> Austin, I'm really curious about some of the mid-majors and some of the low-majors, the one-bid leagues. Those are the things that I really like to focus on throughout the course of the regular season. I'm really scared that Murray State's going to be an eight with Gonzaga and the committee is going to kind of you know hijack their chances at making a deep run. But are there any of these conference tournament champions that you feel like could make you know a significant run, maybe a you know quote unquote Cinderella type of run? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it goes, kind of goes back to what I was saying about no team being elite. I think this could be a year. Um, and now that I say this, I'm sure like all four one seeds will make make the final four or something like that. But <laughs> I, I think there could be a lot of trauma in these higher seeds making runs. Murray State's, you know, I think been consistently the, the like top mid major um, team. I don't count Gonzaga in that that class anymore, but I, I'm with you. I think it it really depends, and this goes for basically everything in the tournament. What your matchup is, and and you know if you get Gonzaga like as a as a mid major trying to make a run, that's unfortunate. But as we saw last year with Loyola, uh, you know you, you can take down Illinois. Illinois was one of the everybody was backing them going into the tournament last year. So you got teams like even like a Dayton or Davidson. I, I know Dayton's winning right now. Um, that should be a, a fun matchup in the A10. Uh, even Vermont, I think, could sneak up on people um, in the tournament. So I do, I do like a, a couple of these uh, <clears throat> mid majors. And Murray State's uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I'm hoping they don't get. I'm, I'm with you. I hope they don't get stuck with Gonzaga. <clears throat> Dayton right now, by the way, has an eight-point halftime lead over Richmond. Talking to Austin Mock here from the Athletic. And, and Austin, it is curious when you say that that really it doesn't feel like a top-heavy uh, NCAA tournament team. If I gave you either the top four seeds to cut down the nets or the field, would it be easy for you to say then that you're going to play the field? You mean top four seeds as all one seeds? Correct. If I gave you all the ones with a better opportunity to cut down the nets, playing the percentages versus the rest of the field, do you think that the rest of the field here would be the way to go because these one seeds in your estimation might not be the powerful one seeds, a dominant team outside of Gonzaga? Yeah, I think if you're if you're giving me even money there, I, I'm I'm taking the field. I, I I really don't see like Gonzaga's probably kind of separated themselves as the the clear you know number one overall seed here. 
Um, but we just saw Baylor lose. I know they've been banged up. Arizona was kind of struggling with, they almost lost to Stanford. They struggled with Colorado. Kentucky's losing. You know, there's just no team that I'm really confident in outside of Gonzaga really to make a run. And, you know, 50% odds on, on two seeds or, or higher getting uh, cutting down the nets. I, I'd have to take that. I don't, I don't think it's really even much of a decision for me. <clears throat> Austin, last question for you here. There are, there will be some buzz teams going into the tournament, right? Teams that are probably high seeds. That everybody just kind of likes, is there a team that you see, you know, maybe on one of the top three seed lines in a region, something like that, where you just look at them and you go, you know what? They're going to lose early. There, there's just <laughs> something I really don't like about this team. Are there some of those teams out there for you? Yeah, it's tough. I, I think there's a couple. Like, I, I don't know if Wisconsin might fall to the four line. I think Wisconsin could be that team. They've played a ton of close games this year. Um, we've kind of seen that regress in their, their last two here. But um, I, I'm not super confident of them. I'm not really high on the Big uh, Big Ten in general. Purdue's another team. Kind of depends on the matchup because Zach Eady's so big and, and Jaden Ivey is so fast. So if you maybe if you get a, a team that's athletic enough to to maybe stick with them and, and shoot the lights out, I, I think both Purdue and Wisconsin could could get caught. Uh, you know, Purdue's defense is leaky. They could get a team that's very good on offense and score a lot. So those are the two. I think even Auburn. I know they just lost. I was kind of hoping Auburn made a run in the SEC because I think they could have been an early exit as well. Only have about a minute to go here, Austin. I see that Steelers shirt that you're wearing. Who's going to be the quarterback <laughs> and take that first snap before I make that futures wager? Oh, I don't. I see like Teddy Bridgewater's catching some steam. I don't think they make a splash for anybody big. Uh, maybe they take a, uh, maybe they get a draft pick in there. But I, I guess I'll go with anybody but Mason Rudolph, and I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> okay, anybody <laughs> but Mason will make Austin happy. Hey, we appreciate the time and the information. Enjoy the madness tomorrow. We'll catch up again soon. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Have All a good right. one. There he is, Austin Mock <laughs> from the Athletic. Yeah, there's a whole lot of buzz about what the Steelers are going to do. We'll get into some football talk, but today and tomorrow, it's all about the madness. Uh, that is for sure. So, again, uh, by the way, Houston is blowing the doors over Tulane now, about seven minutes to go in regulation. They're up 65-44 as they get ready to go to the uh, American Championship uh, final game. And Dayton has an eight-point lead 18 minutes to go here in regulation over Richmond, trying to up uh, end their Cinderella bid. Come on back. Much more to get to in college basketball and beyond. It is betting across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager in any game, and if either team hits a three pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Plus, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that so you can be redeemed for online bonuses and converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA, so download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross, Adam Burke, this is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. And we are here at Circa Casino in Las Vegas, looking up some of these tournaments going on across the country. Sparty was trying to make some inroads there, but Purdue has kind of stemmed the tide right now. Early second half, Purdue up 38-28 right now. And Tennessee still holding on to that same lead. No points really so far in the second half. 33-24 there. We mentioned Houston trying to put the finishing touches on an easy win against Tulane. They're up 67-48, and Dayton is all over Richmond. Uh, very quickly, any thoughts here on some of these second-half plays? Uh, and right now, Michigan State, maybe those tired legs starting to show a little bit. Yeah, this is kind of what I was looking for and sort of what I was talking about a little bit earlier on in the show is Michigan State came out, made that push coming right out of the locker room, and Purdue answered it. Mm-hmm. And now what you typically end up seeing here in a scenario like this, at least I think that this is the way it's going to play out, is that if this stays an 11- to 12-point game over the next four or five minutes or so, that's kind of where you expect Michigan State to sort of pull what the Arkansas team yeah. did earlier, where they just go, you know what? We're in the tournament. We're fine. You know, we're not going to exhaust ourselves too much here. And also, too, for Michigan State, Walker has not come back in the game for them. 
So that is a situation to watch. Not only, I don't think he'll come back in this game, which kind of speaks to maybe what Tom Izzo thinks of this game, mm-hmm. but also maybe that's something where you want to see, you know, what his status looks like going into selection Sunday. And, and then the other point to make really quickly here is just that, you know, look, again, that Kentucky and that Tennessee game, you know, we're a very slow start to the second half here once again. Neither team, well, Kentucky is not shooting well from anywhere. Tennessee is shooting fairly well from three. You know, you start looking for these in-game opportunities that present themselves and and not only doing it here during conference tournaments, but also doing it in March Madness. You know, these are things that you want to try to look for and kind of pick up on those little cues. Yeah, right now, Michigan State down 11 at that first TV timeout here in the second half, uh, 11 to one to come back if you want to see if Sparty can make a dramatic comeback. But I'm kind of with you. I get the feeling that let's see how the next four minutes to go. Maybe Tom Izzo says, hey, boys, we got bigger fish to fry. That would start next week instead of all in for this game. Also, real quickly, there were 47 points in the first half, as we talked about, 24 points in the first 420 <laughs> of the second half. So uh, business has picked up a little bit offensively. Here. They're starting to get those points that we did not see in that first half. We mentioned some NFL talk here, and the NFL has done a great job now of uh, staying kind of be, being in a 24-7 league here, 365 throughout the calendar year. And what a week it's been, obviously, with the big news last week, Aaron Rodgers coming back, and that lasted for about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden we get the, the news dropping of Russell Wilson going out there to Denver. And then the commanders make a move. They go get Carson Wentz out of Indy. So the quarterback carousel is really starting to pick up. We saw that uh, Quill Mack is going to be going out to uh, the Chargers in L.A. Uh, no criminal charges for Deshaun Watson. So we'll find out if that clears the way for potentially a team to trade for him. So I, I know you've been writing about this a lot here. What do you make of some of these numbers movements that you've seen? Let's say the Packers, 16 to one, now down to 10 to one to win the Super Bowl. And we know Devontae Adams, they've got the franchise tag on him as well. What do you make of the Packers specifically here? It's got to be like at some point, the sand in the hourglass is going to run out. The window's open. It's been open. It's still open. But are you a believer now with the news? Really, that's the same cast of characters coming back. Yeah, I mean, I think it was obviously important to know for sure what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. That that kind of goes without saying. But when you look at the NFC, right, and I know you're a Cowboys guy, mm-hmm. and I know you were talking earlier with Femi and Wes at the tail end of their portion of betting across America about the Amari Cooper deal, you know, and kind of some of the shedding of salary that's taking place there right. with Dallas, the difficulties they're having with keeping everybody. So the Rams just won the Super Bowl, right? Maybe there's a post-Super Bowl hangover. I don't know. But, you know, the 49ers – Right. You know, they're out there. They're a very Trey good Lance team. is going to be the guy, but it's Trey Lance. So like, you know, what, what happens with the 49ers, I think is kind of a big question mark, good offensive line, good running game, quality defense, but Trey Lance is a giant unknown. Correct. The Packers here. I mean, look like you can't bet any future in the AFC. You just can't. There are too many good quarterbacks. When you get the Packers. Yeah. It's not 16 to one anymore, but now you know that Aaron Rodgers is coming back mm-hmm. in a conference where they're making the playoffs. I mean, there's no question about it. Unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, they are making the playoffs. So I think even now that the price is depressed a little bit, if you can find a 10 to 1 or better out there, I mean, who's who's beating, who's guaranteed to beat the Packers in the NFC? Nobody. No, I, I think it's it's a great way to handicap it. And by the way, opened up to win the NFC North at, at uh, minus $1.55. Now that's up to almost $2 at minus one ninety. I mean, I know we got Bears fans here. I'm sorry, Bears fans. I don't see it happening this year with Justin Fields. We'll see what type of leap he can make in year number two. And Detroit clearly does not look ready. We don't know what Minnesota's doing. Maybe Kirk Cousins is on the move. Like, we still don't know. So, to that point, it just feels like it's a cakewalk for Green Bay, barring injury, to at least get that seed by winning the division and getting a home playoff game at the very least. 
So to me, I'm with you. If you can find 10 to 1s on the Packers right now, I think you might gobble that up. You mentioned the AFC, and right now the shortest betting favorite to win the Super Bowl is Buffalo Bills, by the way. At plus 650, I'm seeing the Chiefs about 7 to 1 out there. That is dicey to me for both of those teams here because you look at Denver, and now you look at Russell Wilson. They opened 16 to 1 to win, uh, and that obviously got shorted uh, from 25 to 1 once the announcement was made that Russell Wilson is going to be their quarterback. What do you make of Denver? I mean, just a Herculean task to even win the West, let alone win the AFC, let alone win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, look, I what what are you supposed to do with with the West? I mean, the one thing that we know for sure probably is that the Raiders are finishing fourth. That, that's about the only. And they thing were a that playoff we sure. team and, last year, right? Yeah, I mean, they were a quality team. The Chargers were two seconds away from being a playoff team, mm-hmm. and, and they are a team that actually, you know, I wrote about right after the Super Bowl as being a team to, to maybe take it twenty five to one, you know, something like that because. That was before the Russell Wilson deal. Right. The Chiefs, there's something that feels off about Kansas City mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like, I don't know if the league has caught up to them or, you know, just Mahomes kind of the horseshoe sort of fell out from where it was hiding and he had some of those turnovers that, you know, sort of wound up being interceptions. But now, like, what, what do you what do you do? Not just with this division, but what do you do with the rest of the conference as a whole? My right? goodness. I mean, the Bills are too short of a price to take. They should win the AFC East. They should get a home playoff game. Should probably be one of the top two seeds because the AFC West, they're going to kind of all beat each other. Right. So I get it with Buffalo, but that price is too short to take. In the AFC North, Baltimore is going to be better. Cleveland should be better as long as Baker Mayfield's healthy and now they got him a weapon with Amari Cooper. Got him a number the Bengals one. just won the AFC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, what are you supposed to do with anything in this conference? I, I don't know. I, I'm flabbergasted by it too. I look at the Chargers, I see, I see a lot of 20 to ones out there to win the Super Bowl. To me, they might have as much talent. As anybody, but boy, genius 2.0. I mean, Brandon Staley, to me, he's got to be better this year, whatever mm-hmm. that means. And again, this is not an analytics debate about Brandon Staley, but the talent's there on that roster. But now you have a, a murderer's row in the AFC West. To your point about beating each other up, what are you going to get? Three teams potentially to come out of there, but you wonder if they all beat themselves up, other teams could have better records just by playing weaker schedules uh, that maybe you only get two. So you got to find those pathways here with some of these futures. Uh, and by the way, bad news, Washington fans. You get Carson Wentz, that's great. Your your odds went down. Yeah, they actually got worse when you got Carson Wentz. I'm seeing 45 to one out there as extreme long shots uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. But even in the East now, the Cowboys, to me as a Cowboy fan, objectively, I don't know how they've gotten better so far in this offseason. We'll find out if Brian Dable with with the Giants and what they're going to do at quarterback. Rumors about Mitchell Trubisky. Coming in there potentially to go with Danny Dimes, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles feel like maybe a, a safer play here. What do you make of the East in a division that right now on paper does not stack up with some of the other better ones? No, it really doesn't. And, and this was kind of a talking point for me with regards to the NFC South, where it felt like it was wide open. Anybody could win it. I, Dallas is still the rightful favorite in the East without question. They have the most certainty at the quarterback position with mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. But you could see a scenario where, you know, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, of course, he had surgery after the season. You know, if he's healthy, you could see a scenario where the Eagles kind of step up a little bit. The Commanders, maybe. I mean, I, I'm I tend to be a little bit higher on Carson Wentz than most people. Okay, which I'm finding out is like a cardinal sin here with everybody that I've talked to. <laughs> uh, but look, they they've got a good core on offense. They've got a pretty decent defense. You know, if Carson Wentz is serviceable, you know that's a team that could make a push. But look, you know, I, I just there's one team that I think you can play right now from a future standpoint, and I'll get this in real quick. And it's Indianapolis. Mm. And it's because I think they win that division. 
They've got two teams they can beat up on, as we talked about already, and they have the most salary cap room of any team going into the offseason. So, yeah, there's a question of quarterback, but they could fill a lot of holes otherwise. By the way, I'm seeing uh, plus $1.40 right now for the Colts to win the sell. I, I like that a lot. So, pretty good numbers there. Great stuff. Could always talk football, Adam. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more if we can sneak some in. Hour number three coming up right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 